on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Matt and Nick may consider calling it the Not Star Wars Time Show because topics are light this week, but put your fears aside, they will still Star Wars. In fact, they have a Kenobi rumor to analyze and speculate on, as well as a breakdown of the latest Vader comic to discuss. They may even play a round of Mando trivia if Nick feels like channeling Alex Trebek. You may even hear some Halo TV series talk, because why not? There's not much else going on this week. Of course, the show will end with this week's fan segment featuring questions of the week responses and the latest round of Top 5 Star Wars Artist Features. Punch it, Chewie! everybody Woo! that is the sound of happiness which also means that the star wars time show is back that's right we are live on a tuesday we are late who cares no one's keeping score but nick or i that's okay i mean uh, technical nick issues just as me. usual he, he's on like a, a uh, like a it's not a bootleg version of Windows, but it's an eval build, which sounds like he just randomly gets. Yeah, I get <laughs> he all gets the random tests. updates. Yeah, they're just pushed down. He doesn't yeah. get to approve them or anything. So we had to spend the first few minutes of the show. I know we're about 10 minutes past time, but, uh, it, you know, had to do a few restarts, a few <laughs> rub the belly and tap the head while you're yeah. while you're jumping on one leg type of deals to the Windows gods. But we're back. We're here. And I think we can hear and see Nick. And uh, luckily, when we were doing the troubleshooting, he his Skype bombed out already. So yeah. maybe we won't have to deal with that <laughs> mid show today. We'll see. Woo! It's always fun when the Star Wars Time Show kicks off on Tuesday. That's right. Every Tuesday to live stream on YouTube, youtube.com slash Star Wars Time Show. Usually at 2.30 p. East, but if we get there, we get there. If you know, you know. You we're know pretty I mean? close. Uh, we were pretty close this time. We actually would have been on time if it wouldn't have been for... <laughs> first, my, my recording software didn't work. Had to restart right. that. And then when I came back, like Matt said, the Skype crash happened, so... We were close, it was awesome. but it was... He's like, oh, yeah, I think I just got some new up... And just froze on the <laughs> sky. Froze. I was like, yeah, you sure did get some new updates. Update. Thank you, Microsoft. <laughs> um, next time, I'm going to have to send Will Smith over there to smack so, his ass yeah. to, get him, to, to get him in line. Um, you know what? Let's just get into that, Nick. I, I'm sure at this point in time, I, I know, unlike me, you, you don't uh, scour the the pop culture verse on the regular, but I, I have to imagine just with how uh, viral the moment went and how it kind of dominated the conversation Sunday night and all through Monday that you've at least heard about and or seen the slap heard around the world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I, I was aware of it like almost immediately because my friends uh, watch the Oscars and we all have like a group chat. So, okay, uh, good. They, so you, they, were in, they, you were like in the moment. Then. Yeah, they sent it out basically like, holy shit, did, does anybody know if this is staged? <laughs> and then like they just kind of kept me apprised as it as it continued to go forward. Um, so I was there in real time. And to be honest, like. I one, I don't watch the Oscars. I don't think that there's many people that watch the Oscars anymore because the whole show is just like a bullshit fest that like 
people like with their it's very awkward i mean yeah i'll be honest i i am a a cinephile i love cinema uh i i wouldn't say that i set an alarm for the oscars but if i happen to remember they're on i'll I'll definitely tune into a recording you know so i can scrub back and forth but you are right like it's just the amount of douche chills that are present in an Oscars presentation over the past, I don't know, five or six years, it's, it's reached a very uncomfortable level. It's, you know, we all know what douche chills are and it's, you're seeing people act like douches, but it somehow makes you feel like a douche. Yeah. Right. Does that make sense? Like it's almost so awkward what you're watching that it makes you feel awkward. And, yeah. and that's what the entire broadcast was. But either way, I, I have to say, um, you know, I, I wasn't watching it live, but I was on a recording. So I got to see it play out in, in order. I didn't have to come back and watch it. And and like everyone else, I was like, what the fuck? I, I rewound. I was like, hold on. I got like, does he make contact? Yeah, he makes contact. Is this scripted? I don't think so. I mean, there's, I've never seen Chris Rock act that well in my life. So like, <laughs> there's no way that this is a bit. And then just the reality of the situation starts to set in. You're just going like, what the fuck did I just see? Like, are you kidding? Will Smith, one of the nicest guys in Hollywood, just lost his fucking cool over a dumb joke and smacked the guy on I mean, stage. I w- and, and no one did anything about Nobody it. That's did the best anything. part. I will Nothing. say this in Will's defense, because if you like, if you actually, cause like once it happened, like I was, I started like, oh, I was like, okay, why? Like what the fuck actually happened? Because it's not about the moment. It's like what precedes the moment and all the information about it. So like, even in Chris Rock's last Oscars or like in 2016, like, oh yeah, he took, he took a dig at the Smiths. Yeah, like he good, was a good joke. He was digging at them again. And then, and apparently in this one, like four other presenters prior to rock or like whatever they are, I don't know if they're presenters or whatever the fuck they're doing. People on stage were sitting there and they were making fun of Will Smith and Jada for different, not for like the hair thing, but for just different reasons leading up to it. So like you have to figure at that point, you're like, okay, I'm in a, like as Will Smith, you're like, I'm in a room full of celebrities. Like I'm not the only person here. Why is everybody fucking coming at me? Hey, and when, then, when you sit front row, you're a fucking target, pal. And then <laughs> like knowing that his wife has this medical condition that she's been very upfront about. And like, I don't know if Chris Rock knows that she had it or nah, not. He, he, he didn't know. Yeah, so like if he, he didn't, didn't know, know, he didn't know. Not you know, like that's not his thing to know or not know. Um, like that was just like I could see why that pushed him over the line. Like but I could, did you hear? Here's the deal. And one six brought it up. Will was guffawing, like laughing hard at the joke until he saw his wife, and then it was like ten seconds later. That's when he's like, "All right, I guess I got to go do something." And, and, and smack the chick. It looks like we, we've already lost Nick here. <laughs> oh, you got to love it. Hold on. Let's get him back. Okay. There we'll see is. if He's this back. is going to be a continuous thing, then we'll, we'll fucking yeah, see how this th- show goes. This, um, that, that's going to blow. Cause it is about every five minutes. Now you drop off. Anyways, I was saying he, he was laughing initially at the joke caught on camera. 
And then he walked up and, and did what he did. You um, could also it, see, though, in the background that like Jada was very upset by that. Joke. Oh, no, like, but that's the, the point. Yeah, that's the point. And, and here's the deal. Like, I, I, I didn't know much about the Smiths. I, I do know they talk a lot about the relationship and Jada's, you know, been hooking up with random people and she broke it to Will like live on her show. And he just sat there and took it. To me, his reaction was more about defending his own ego than defending his wife. I mean, come on. He was laughing at it. They've got some issues. He's got some issues deep down that he needs to fucking deal with because normal, sane people don't react that way, uh, especially to a comedian. It's just you wouldn't do it, Nick. I wouldn't do it. It, it, that was not a normal reaction, whether he was getting poked fun or not. I mean, that, that that's if part it was of the gig a comedian, no. But like, if somebody, yeah. like, if I was out somewhere, and then like somebody started like oh, poking yeah, fun well, yeah, at Taylor, then yeah, I, I would definitely Th that's, approach. That's defending honor. I mean, but if you were, if you paid to go to a, a, a comedy show, and you know, if you're in the audience, you you do become a target, whether you want to or not. Uh, that's just, that's, that's not how you react to a comedian. Yeah. Even if you want to heckle, okay, heckle, that's not even really a great way to act at a comedy show. But what he did was just mind blowing. And I think it does show you that he's got something going on yeah. deep down that he needs to address. Cause that was a wild reaction. Yeah. I mean, ultimately um, I don't really give a shit. Like I, like, I, I, I think that like, like Chris Rock's not going to do anything about it. He's already said he's not going to press charges. Like Will Smith's already put out an apology. Like I don't give a fuck what these two ultra rich millionaires do to each other in front of a crowd that is rapidly diminishing. Like it has, I don't know. Yeah, impact I don't, on me. It, it's not so much these two rich, rich people. And, and it's the fact of how it was handled. No one did a fucking thing. No one escorted him out of the building. They just pretended like it was no big deal. And then Hollywood gave him a standing ovation when he won best actor. That's, that's the commentary. That's the, that's the insane shit about everything is like, here you have Hollywood that, that wants to make a big deal about every little issue yet. That plays out as it did, and they just sweep it right under the rug like nothing happened. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, it's like it, Hollywood commented on itself on Sunday night. Like, I, I think do, that do like, as we say, not as we do. And, and yeah. if you're rich, famous, and powerful, you can get away with whatever you want in Hollywood. You yeah, can do whatever I, the fuck you want. I think that any, like, real human with a brain has just stopped listening to Hollywood celebrities whenever they talk about anything honestly like if you're not talking about yeah. your movie i don't care about your opinion like i don't care who robert de niro is voting for i don't care what will smith's thoughts yeah, are on this you. issue nor should so you. like they're not they're, yeah, but you're normal <laughs> you understand i mean for a lot of people in this country and the world over celebrity equals demigod i mean they're they there a lot of people still can't make that 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 separation that they're still just humans like you and I, yeah. they, they become like these, these otherworldly figures. So yeah, it was just, I don't know. It was it one was. of the craziest was, live weird. moments I've, I've ever seen. It was just, it was just like, Whoa, this, look, is, this is neat. In my opinion, just fucking like, just cancel the Oscars. Nobody cares about it except for other celebrities. The people who are watching it are only watching it because it's like a reason for them to get together with their friends and drink. And it's mostly just, older like older people who are only watching it because 
they're they've watched it since they were like kids. Like I don't think any new people are tuning into the Oscars. No, no. And, and again, <laughs> you're right because, like I said, I mean, I, I I appreciate cinema. Not that I don't think I I, I watched one fucking Best Picture for, for from this year. I just yeah. I'm not a big art house type of guy. I'm not a troglodyte either it's just I, I don't know i mean with limited movie watching time i'm gonna go see the big tentpole dummy shit that's what i like yeah like it. um but yeah yeah it's 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 like whatever i to me i think the last oscars that i was genuinely excited about and thought was awesome was uh i think the 2004 broadcast when return of the king won like 16 that's oscars. What i watched because i was trying to figure out i was like what's the last oscars that i actually sat down and, and watched and it was that one because yeah. I was like, it's been about 15, yeah. 16 years since I've watched an Oscars presentation and that lines up pretty close. Um, yeah, no. So it was, I, I believe it would have been the 2004 broadcast. Yeah. Uh, I'll never forget it because I had just gotten relocated to Fort Worth, Texas, didn't know sh anybody. Uh, but watching the Oscars and seeing Peter and the gang win all that shit and Return of the King, you know, a, a dorky movie sweeping yeah. All of the major awards. I mean, it was it was pretty fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was it was like whatever. It's, I mean, it's, I love the they're, they're, I love the memes. Do, douchey to watch. <laughs> yeah, memes memes have been great, and once again, our Discord has not disappointed. <laughs> I mean, tones. I know it doesn't generate the memes, but this dude knows where to find them, and I, I've been trying to release as many as possible without turning our page into a full on <laughs> meme page, but I just put out one. It's a, it's a stormtrooper doing the slap, but he misses and Chris Rock is in like an, in a dodge pose. <laughs> and obviously if you're a star Wars fan, you get the joke, but yeah. Oh, well, you know, good for Apple TV plus they, they, they beat Netflix as the first streamer to win a, win an Oscar. But outside of the Will Smith moment, I don't think anyone, uh, it really remembers anything yeah, else. I mean, that like, I, just, I know that a, people are, they're like a, like a queer black woman won an Oscar and then like a deaf person won uh, yeah, an the, Oscar. Yeah, the West Side Story, West Side Story girl. Hey, you know, the deaf guy, he's the one that created the Tuscan language in Mando and Book of Boba Fett. Very interesting. Wow. Um, yeah, I think his name's like Tony Couture yeah. or something like that. But yeah, that was fucking yeah. rad. Um, and who... Not that I knew of her when she won her Oscars, but what's her name? Marley Matlin or Marley Maples? Yeah. The other that the, the Matlin, other blind. Yeah. Damn, she is a a fine looking woman. Yes, it's she's uh, and, and she's got to be she's got to be I don't want to say up there in age, but I, I, she's got to be what in her fifties or sixties. Fifty six. Yeah. Yeah. Not not too shabby. Yeah, I mean, some of the other movies, One Six Shooter, Dune, obviously, I watched. Nightmare Alley, I just checked out because it's on HBO Max. I agree, that's another. Uh, and I, too, like Don't Look Up. I know a lot of people didn't dig that one, but I, I kind of liked did, how Did that win was. something? Oh. No, it was it was included in, in Best gotcha. Picture. I mean, like, the um, only... Yeah, Coda, Coda won Best Picture. I'm never going to watch that because that sounds like the most depressing bullshit ever. Like, exactly. Why the exactly. fuck would I'm I sure put it's myself great. through that? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You um, you, you know what I'm talking about. Like, it, it's not that I don't appreciate those types of films because I know they're good. I don't like being reminded about how horrific real yeah. life is. I don't. We, we we live life. We know how shitty it can get. I, I don't want to. I don't want to spend two hours sitting there being reminded of like, oh uh, yeah, you know, 
uh, a family full of deaf people and how hard it must be for the only hearing one or, you know, people dying, uh, losing loved yeah. ones, losing kids. I don't want to see any of yeah, that Like shit, the last man. movie that I watched Fuck like that. that and it actually performed well at the Oscars was this movie called Three Billboards. It's from 2017. It's one of the first... Yeah, with with Woody, I think Woody. Woody was in, was it. in it, and, and then um, Sam Rockwell yeah. and Frances McDormand won for su- yeah. like best actress and then best supporting actor. That was one of the most depressing movies I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm not saying that it wasn't well made, but I will never watch that movie again because it's about like this horrible relationship that this woman has with her daughter, and the last thing she says before. <laughs> The kid runs away and ends up being raped and set on fire is I hope you get raped is like, that's the last departing oh, yeah, words yeah, of her. Mo- sign yeah. me up. I'm, I'm adding that to my yeah, list. Let me right tell now. you like, and like great. Taylor picked it to go to the movies. And this is like, she had no idea what it was about. I had, I was like, whatever, fine. Let's just go. Yeah. We, you know, we have this. Nick's sitting there like trying to choke himself yeah, like, what out. What the fuck the is going movie? on like, in this movie? I'm like, this is so like that's the kind of shit that wins Oscars. And like, I don't want to watch that shit ever. Like, I don't, I don't want to yeah. watch a movie that's you. about that. I, I understand Trevor though, because he's in the live stream. Like, for some reason, I like depressing movies. I get it because makes your life seem I'm a lot better. Not <laughs> there's that Nick, but for me, it's more in music. Like, I love music that makes me sad and i think the reason is because as a as a human male that that you know i have problems with emotions and allowing myself to feel them but for some reason sad songs or songs tied to sad memories get me to feel and i think that's why i like sad music because i actually feel something i'm not just the the husk husk (laughs) of myself yeah, but I I don't know. Yeah, I, I get it. Like some people want that that sadness because I I think it is. It's like it's it's a it's a very strong emotion, yeah. and it is one that will definitely get you to. I also feel think something. that like people who, right. people like us are just starting to lose respect for Oscars because you had you you've had these movies, these incredible movies that have come out that have been universally praised and lauded by critics, by fans, by everybody in their comic book movies and they never get fucking nominated yeah. for anything. Like I know they, they tried doing that. What'd they do? Like the, the like the fan shout yeah. outs this year. And I think army of the yeah, dead was, one or in justice league got a nod, but it's like they, they don't pay any yeah. attention to it. It's still fan chosen. It's not. Yeah, and Academy. it's like the Academy is just so uh, old and out of touch with like what people are actually watching and enjoying that. Like, what is seen Correct. in the show is not translated into what is being seen in homes. So like, like you said, I don't even know, like I don't know any of the best picture movies because it's all porty torty Hollywood up your ass bullshit. And like, I just don't care about that. And some people do. I mean, like prop said, you. like some people like those and like for the people who do, you watch the show and for the people who don't, they don't watch it. And that's why viewership is in the fucking toilet. So it's just weird. Yeah, it's a neat other thing, like the fact that they don't include stunts as yeah. a category. I've always and, thought is and like odd. animation I mean, was off broadcast yeah, now. Like, yeah, what? Right, or, or they they don't consider animation filmmaking or some bullshit like that. But like, how is how's hair and makeup a category, but stunts yeah. aren't? Like, uh, imagine if movies didn't have stunts, they would fucking yeah. blow. I mean, they'd, they'd be terrible. <laughs> there would be no. We would lose genres of film. 
Oh, well. All right. So um, I saw we had some questions here in the chat about Halo, which I do want to talk about. Um, because I, I know this is a series that is already looking like it, it's going to suffer from the the Star Wars fandom thing where uh, you're almost going to have three camps. You're going to have your, your critic camp, like the people that get paid to critique shit. You're going to have the fanboy and girl protectors of the license. And then you're going to have just normal people. Okay. Um, I would consider myself a Halo fanboy, but just like my Star Wars fanboyism, I, uh, and I know this is going to sound odd for people that listen to the show. I'm not like that. I'm not that crazy in terms of how I act as a fan. Like, yes, on the show, I definitely get crazy. But outside of that, you're not going to find my socials where I'm like, oh, fuck the Grand Inquisitor and Kathleen Kennedy is a, you know, a Nazi shit. Like, that's just, I don't, that's not how I play. Um, so what I've seen with the Halo t TV series, Nick, like I said, is very similar to what we see now from Star Wars fans. It seems like the hardcore fanboy gatekeeper types are very unhappy with a few choices. One being the fact that um, John, a.k.a. the Chief, removes his helmet episode one. Um, that is a, a big no-no for them. And you know what? I, I, I kind of get it. There, there's, I mean, it, the canon so far has been established that the dude is not seen without his helmet. He's never been featured in a game without his helmet. So I, I, I get that. Is, is that a reason to flamethrow the entire series and give up on it? I don't think so. But like I said, I don't get that intense with my fandom, at least when I'm not on the show. Um, they also don't like that the show is not even remotely paying attention to any of the canon from the video games. And while I'll kind of agree with this a little bit, because it is odd when you consider the vast amounts of canon that exists for Halo, both before the game timelines, in the game timelines, after the game timelines, that it's almost like, and Nick, I think the showrunners have come out and almost said like, yeah, we... We worked with 343, but we didn't consider any aspect of the video games when making our series. That, to me, is a little arrogant. Yeah. That's, that's like, okay. Um, you almost have a guaranteed fan base that could keep you making seasons, so why not tickle their tanks just a little bit? You know, why, why come out and, and stoke the flames? There goes Nick again. <laughs> so I, I don't quite understand that part of um, their, their choices here. All right, let's bring Nick back in. There he is. <laughs> this is going to be... <laughs> we'll we'll try yeah. to make it as short as possible, given that we have now seen Skype right, crash right, three I'll, times. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll, get, we'll get things going quicker, because this is definitely happening. For This is a known issue at this point in time. So, uh, like I said, the, the story itself, at least in the pilot, outside of Master Chief, Halsey, Keys... It doesn't exist in the video games. And while I thought like, hey, it, it's still a decent story and I kind of see where they're going, um, although it is very warrior and cub like the Mandalorian. Um, I don't know. I, I think overall, like if, if I'm just talking from a, a, a fan that isn't crazy perspective, if that makes sense. 
I thought the pilot, the, the first 18 minutes are going to give you a Halo boner. Anyone that has wanted to see Halo in live action, my God, the first 18 minutes are everything you would want. The production value is high. The violence is damn near over the top. Like, like uh, when, when, when the Covenants start busting out their, faz, their, their plasma weapons, you, you see what it does to meat bags, and it is a thing of beauty. I'm talking disintegrating heads, legs, body cavities. It's wonderful. Uh, all the practical effects they use and, and set pieces are almost all practical. Um, but there will be parts where you could tell they're CG and you're like, hey, okay, uh, you know, it's like yeah. we get sometimes on the mm-hmm. volume. But production value aside, cinematography, great. Action, great. True to the franchise. Um, and then the, you know, the, the, the next 40 minutes of the show start to set up, I think, what the season's going to be about, which is essentially uh, the chief and a insurgent. And if you remember from Halo, before humanity fully got mixed up with the Covenant War, they were fighting each other. Uh, the UNSC was fighting insurgencies across the galaxy where, where humans have So is spread. this like essentially um, a prequel series then? To me, it, it, it picks up 2552, Nick, which I think is right around when Combat Evolved takes gotcha. place. So we're at the tail end of the human insurgent war. But there are still like these insurgent planets that, you know, they're out in the, you know, they'd be like out in the outer rim. They're not getting news or they don't trust the news they're getting. They think it's fake news, stuff gotcha. like that. So, yeah, we're, we're right at the point where humanity is still somewhat split, but the covenant is definitely making their attacks into human gotcha. territory. Uh, and the Spartans are being used to take them out. And, and kind of see what they're up to. So yeah, the, the first episode takes place on this planet Madrigal from Encanto, <laughs> which um, is an insurgent planet, but it, but it kind of sets up the insurgency, the Covenant, and then the UNSC, and like kind of how all three of them become intertwined, as we know, in the um, video games. Uh, I, I mean, th- th- there's middle parts of it were kind of slow. Uh, like I said, the ending is kind of ma- unlike Master Chief, although kind of like Master Chief in the, in the latest Halo, where he is a little bit more of a free thinker and not just a yes man, yes sir, point me in the direction, I'll go fuck it up. Uh, and I think some hardcore fans aren't liking that aspect of it. But I, I'd say from top to bottom, if you consider production value, action, cinematography, and just the overall story, I think it's pretty darn yeah. good. Uh, if you wanted me to put a number on it, I, I would, it's, it's a seven, seven to eight type of pilot for me, probably closer to a seven than an eight. Um, I'm definitely uh, interested in, in watching the, the full would season, you, but I have seen it getting its, it's, it's getting its teeth yeah. kicked in, in, in some circles. There's no would doubt. Would you about have, it. cause I've heard, like, I, I heard a lot of early like buzz about it. And from what I've heard, the people who are more measured in their approach to critique like you say that they almost are happy that they didn't just try to straight copy the story from the, from the games because in the past, like other franchises, other uh, movies that tried to do that just didn't work. Like 
like blood rain and, and, and yeah. you know, all these, you know, sh- oh, of course, like I that. mean, the, the, the video game adaptation is something that is far from perfect across the board in, in past video games, to movies or video games, to show. So yeah, there's no doubt about it. It, it is a tricky thing to do. It, you know, it's just like I said, there, there's some, it, it's weird that they pair the master chief up with a silver team instead of blue team. I mean, again, it blue team is canon. That's who he was rolling with before combat evolved. You know, Fred, Linda Kelly, those were his Spartans. That's who John literally trained with from the time they stole him, pumped him full of drugs and enhancements to we, we take control of him and combat evolved. But it, it's like I said, they just, they purposely ignored any of the game canon, which, Hey, as you said, with a measured comment, I, I don't fully get the approach. I, I get wanting to do something unique, but you could have included some canon from the game to at least check a few boxes yeah, for people. Yeah. Um, I, I understand removing the helmet. I mean, the, the I'm not going to spoil it, but there, there's a, a specific reason he takes his helmet off. Um, so, but it's like, did, do we need that? I mean, is this, is, was this Pablo Schreiber saying, Hey, I, I, I want some fucking FaceTime. You know, did, did Pedro ever say that with the man though? Is that, is that why we've seen him with his helmet off more in season two than season one? Who knows? But I, I, like I said, I don't think the choices are enough to completely write off Halo TV or flamethrow it. I, I think there's, it's got enough going for it that it's definitely worth checking out especially if you're a fan of Halo or just some good old science yeah, fiction. I'm probably going to check it out soon. Um, it's going to be one that I... W- you got you got the yeah. sub, right? I mean, you already have Paramount yeah. Plus, so you're halfway yeah, there. Yeah, it's going to be one that I watch by myself for sure because Taylor is not going to be interested in that in any form or fashion. So I'll, that'll be a solo watch for me. Um, but good yeah, call. I mean, I like just to get... like I'm not like a hardcore Halo lore person, um, I know that you were huge into the, into like the expanded universe and the novels and stuff Bro, like I used that. to read, I used to read words yeah. and shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think I've read, I've read more Halo novels than Star Wars. Go ahead and kick me off the show. If you want <laughs> yeah. To. So I didn't like, that's, that's, that's a, that's a sad statement, but like true. I, in recent history, Halo has definitely let me down. Like four was the last one that I truly enjoyed. I thought five was pretty bad and, and like infinite, like after Kind of going through the loop that it puts you through over and over again. I, I, I haven't even finished it. I just kind of put it down because it got a little boring to me. Um, I'll eventually right. finish it because the game's just sitting on the console. Um, but five and six have definitely kind of been a letdown in terms of the narrative from a series that used to be like narrative. No, you're you're hundred percent correct. Uh, like I like the gameplay and and. Halo Infinite, but the story is piss. It's shit. Yeah, it's not. So good. I'm hoping that like uh, I it, can like without that that super critical like video game lens that I can like jump into the show and just be happy with the narrative that they're weaving. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll see. No, I then I then I I, I well I mean hopefully I'm gonna give you an assignment. So before next week, try to check out yeah. the pilot because I think uh, episode two. I think these are gonna be Thursday drops. If I'm yeah. Because Moon Knight's tomorrow on the 30th. And yeah, I think Halo's going to be Thursday drops. Yeah. So yeah, check it out. At least check out the pilot because you, you do have a point. I, if you're just someone that likes science fiction and you come into the Halo TV series, I think you're going to be like, okay, that was cool. I want to see where this is going. 
but you know, people like me that have that history and a little bit of the baggage, I can see some of the critiques for sure coming from the fanboys. But again, th- does it deserve for the show to be canceled or the creators to be crucified? I don't think so. Uh, I think the show's already been given a second season, so you might as well just strap yeah. in. And, I mean, and for deal those of you who are like in that camp and listening, just to give a heads up for the metrics that matter, the it, it, it's the most watched premiere of any show on Paramount Plus ever. Now, granted, Paramount Plus is very new, but it beat out the Yellowstone it's, spinoff. It's Star Trek. It beat yeah, out I mean, beat Star Picard. Trek Picard. Like it was the most watched show that they've ever put out. So. That's the metric that matters to the brass. And I'm sure that some of the feedback from the from the fan base will be taken into account. Um, but if if the viewership like that continues, I don't see why they would shift their um, their approach. You know, who's heavily involved in this project, too, by the Who? way. Steve Spielberg. Oh, wow. OK, I could. I mean, Am- Amblin Amblin Entertainment is the I believe the production. Wow. Company. OK. And apparently, I think a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, it's Steve. It's just his company. Uh, he probably, you know, whatever. He just gets the royalties. But apparently he had a fairly heavy hand in at least pre-production talks and whatnot. So, uh, and it does show, like I said, I mean, it, it to me, it's j- same quality as the live action Star Wars we've been getting. Uh, if not even a little more practical in terms of the sets, which yeah, is pretty yeah, cool. All so, for that. Um, I, I would give it a go. I mean, I, if you already have Paramount Plus, it's a fucking no-brainer. Just just yeah. do it. Why not? You're already paying the, hopefully, the $10 a month, unless you're one of those crazy people that wants to save $4 and watch I ads. Have I have that supported version. <laughs> but I also got it for a dollar a month for the first six months. So I was like, fuck it. All right. I, okay. Well, I won't pick on you too much. I, I just, I mean, this is just me and my privilege ass. I'm like, fuck it. I'll spend the extra five bucks. Yeah, I still have, have, I still have ad support. And the sad thing is, Nick, you, so. bro, they, they still cut the shows like there's commercials. So even, even on the non-commercial plan, I still go to fade the blacks <laughs> when, when like a commercial is supposed to come on. So it's not like Paramount Plus even took the time to just keep the edit nice. going. You, you still get that. Oh, this would have been a commercial yeah. moment. <laughs> Thanks, Paramount Plus. Build that shit in. Oh, uh, yeah, so it's it's good TV, and then like I said, I'm I'm intrigued in Moon Knight. It's getting some pretty good positive press today. I think uh, reviews must be the embargo must have lifted. Uh, the chat's asking, is, is it all at once? I doubt it. I don't think Disney Plus is ever going to get into the binging yeah. mode. I think that's uh, Netflix's bag. Um, so yeah, uh, the only other thing I wanted to talk about real quick before Nick's Skype crashes okay. again. <laughs> Is I was surprised by a, a just a random movie I took a chance on last week, and it's called X. Okay. It's a, a new A twenty four horror flick. I think it was, it's been in theaters for two or three weeks, two or three weeks at this point in time, and I was pleasantly surprised with how solid it was. It's like if you like slasher type of horror movies. Uh, and if you're kind of, you know, you're, you're, you're a man or a woman that likes just seeing other men and women get nude and fucking stuff like that, this movie is for you. It, it's just all, the synopsis is it's 1979. You got these group of 20 somethings, 30 somethings. They go to this rundown farm that they rent from this goofy looking old man to essentially make a, an X rated movie. Cause back in those days, 
you know, they, we didn't have the U-porns or the fuck.coms. You actually had to make these things and sell them and, and people would become famous doing it. So they go to this farm and they start doing that. So that, that's where a lot of the, like, the sex appeal of this movie comes into play. But then it's just got that dark and disturbing, sinister side with the the old man and his old wife and, and what they get into with their visitors. So um, I know there's not a lot in theaters right now. I think Sonic comes out this week. I'm excited for Sonic too, no doubt. Um, but if you're looking for a good whore flick that's in theaters, check out X. I have 100%. heard good about that. Um, I still have a lot of theater yeah, catch up to do. We're probably going to go see Uncharted this, like during the week, maybe like a Thursday night movie. And then I still have to see the Batman, um, which... I've actually I've I've gone twice now and I I'm still comfortable with my initial take. I think it's about a 85 to a 90 uh just a beautiful looking film. Like unbelievably it it's just as masterful looking as Dune. Uh I I just watched Blade Runner again 2049. I mean that's another one I would compare the Batman to in terms of the visuals and its and its sound design. Still a little too long in my opinion, but overall pretty damn good yeah. Batman. Um um. Yeah, X is in theaters. If that's what we're asking, what platform? Bat. I, I don't think it's hit streamers yet. So X is currently in theaters. If that's what you were yeah. asking. All right, dude. So um, just kind of keep things moving for our, our tech happy type of day. L- let's get right into the Star Wars stuff. Starting with like really our own top, our only topic of the week. Um, but it's Kenobi. Uh, it, it's it's odd, Nick, because I think this week is kind of what you and I were expecting many weeks to be after the Book of yeah. Boba Fett. Luckily, that hasn't been the case. But hey, we finally hit a down week. There were other stories that I just skipped on. It really is like a, I'm starting to use a Nick filter, and it's like why? I mean, who gives a shit if Grammar Radio or yeah, Grammar Rodeo has started pre-production? Who fucking cares? <laughs> What does that give us? Nothing. What can we speculate on? Nothing. Uh, uh, the other one was like an, an EW article on Vader and Kenobi. It's like, okay. We've been talking about yeah. Vader and Kenobi for months. Sounds, sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one was like, hey, this uh, Fallen Order composer is working on another video game. It's like, uh, all right. <laughs> Yep, well, I'm not running that either, so we just have this one rumor, but it's a good one. Maybe it'll generate some conversation, some speculation. That's what we like to do right here on the Star Wars Time Show. So, Nick, this one comes from SWNN, the Star Wars News Network. Um, uh, you can treat it as a rumor, but it sounds like this is going to be pretty legit. And we're talking about an infamous original trilogy era bounty hunter potentially appearing in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes, indeed. Uh, so without reading the article, which bounty hunter do you think would, would make the grade for Kenobi? Without, okay. Without reading the article. I, I, um, and, and well, think about, you know, which bounty hunters were featured in the original trilogy. I mean, it, it, it's the gaggle yeah, that was on, on Vader's ship. Yeah. I was going to say it, like, so. there's no, <laughs> there's be- not a lot to choose from. It's only the, <laughs> those that you see. I mean, right. The sinister six. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like if I like I know who it is, but if I was to think about this without knowing who it was, the the one that would make the most sense to me would be Dengar, um, because he's the most recognizable face of the bunch, and he's oh yeah, I mean outside of outside, outside of, of Boba, Boba Fett or yeah. IG, and like you could imagine, you could say that like Bosk is 
Bosk and, 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 yeah, I, um, you know, and Dengar are probably the two most recognizable outside of Boba. So I, I would say Dengar, he's human. He's already dressed for the Tatooine weather. Um, and <laughs> he's, you know, toilet paper. Yeah, head. So, um, but it's not him, right? So hit us with the no, hit yeah, us yeah, with who right. it is. So according to S S W N N, their source has told them that Forlom. That's right, Forlom, the droid that I relayed to all of you, who I think is still somewhat dead. Yes, yeah, uh, thanks to War of the Bounty Hunters and him crossing Boba Fett. <laughs> And uh, getting his head separated and then thrown down a pit in front of Jabba the Hutt's palace. But yeah, they're, they're, they're telling us that Forlom is going to be in Kenobi. And I think it's an interesting choice. And I guess my question to you, Nick, is how do you think Forlom will be used slash introduced? Like, where, where's his in? Because as you said, th- there are very iconic bounty hunters that probably even the hardcore fans would at least be like, Oh yeah, I've seen lizard boy and Talhead before, you know? Um, but Forlom, Zuckus, they're probably, they're, they're more on the periphery. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're only us hardcore people are probably familiar with specifically these two. those two, because even now IG 88 has more of a, a prominence of because course. of IG-11's inclusion in Mandalorian. So at least you could look exactly. at it and be like, oh, wow, they're of the same droid family. Whereas like Forlom, and like, here's here's the thing is like, I don't know how he's going to be used. Like, is he now, yeah, I mean, like, is he an assassin bot? Has his designation changed? Is he like, because you would imagine that if, if, if this was something similar to what was happening in ESB where like they basically say like, Hey, you know, all of you have this bounty on Han similar, you know, maybe the same thing's happening with Kenobi. Like everybody's got a bounty on Kenobi. We know he's alive. You find him, you get this bounty. So maybe the, like he's just one of the ones that's, that's picked up that feed and is just out there looking. Yeah. I, I, I can totally see that. It to me, it's still like, all right, Forlom though, like Forlom. Why? Why did he get the focus? What? What other angle could he have in the Kenobi series? Remember, we're he's still alive because he he doesn't get mutilated or, or broken down in the parts until after Empire Strikes Back. So we don't have to worry about that. I'm just like, I mean, is this is this a direct Vader bid? Is this someone else on another planet hires him? Uh, you know, do we, do we learn there's someone else trying to take out Kenobi? Uh, is he helping Kenobi? You know, was it, was he hired as a protector? I, I mean, that, it, it could be that angle too. Where's Zuckus? If Forlom is there, where's Zuckus? Cause they're, yeah, they're essentially they're, they're butt buddies. Stuck together. At, at least by the time we see them in Empire Strikes Back. So I, I'm not, I'm not mad at the choice. I, I actually, I think it's a very unique choice It because it isn't in my opinion, one of the most famous Star Wars bounty hunters. It really is someone that unless you are a Star Wars time show or, or someone that subscribes to there's always time for Star Wars time. Yeah, I don't think you know two shits about the bug-eyed murder yeah. bot. And, and the thing uh, is, too, for, for me, if I'm thinking about this, 
I would imagine that this would probably be an off Tatooine kind of thing because oh, yeah, for, yeah, like for so. Forlom, we already know that Tatooine is not kind to droids in terms, not only in terms of it's like infrastructure and like, you know, the scene that we saw in a new hope where, you know, we don't serve your kind in here to the droids. And we're, yeah, they're, they're slave yeah. labor. I mean, they're, 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 they're just yeah. hired and then help. Also that, that environment, like we heard, like, C-3PO saying to Luke, like, that sand and, like, the, the tattooing environment is terrible on, like, droids, just like their their build. Yeah. They all, they all end up working at Palimoto's sweatshop <laughs> yeah. at some point so, in time, you know? I mean, R4 made Maybe he's there. one of the... Here's an angle. Maybe Forlom is one of, is one of the, the team that's sent to kidnap Leia. Ooh, I like that. I like because that. Because that way... I could like see I that. could see them being like I I don't think that there's a standing kill order on Kenobi. Let me put it this way: like if there was a standing kill order on Kenobi, like for the bounty hunter community, he wouldn't be able to go fucking anywhere. Like he wouldn't be able to step yeah, out. Yeah, no, of his no. House. I I think they um. So I I I do believe I'm with you. I think the the Empire vis a vis Vader and the Inquisitors, they left the Force hunting to yeah. them. They were like, yeah, we we know it's kind of a, a lost cause to assign a bounty hunter to a Jedi. It's just not really a fair fight. Maybe Boba Fett, but even then, you know, probably probably not going to pan out well. Uh, so yeah, I, I I could see that Forlom kind of being the the connective tissue to uh, the Leia kidnapping. I I kind of dig that. I, I could get behind that versus just like a you know, like a cloak shadowy figure, they just grab her and then we wipe to the next scene. I, I, I even like that better than just the Inquisitors getting her, getting her themselves. Uh, that to me, that seems like a job beneath the yeah. Inquisitors. And like that would you set know, off they, a they lot of red be flags focused on Jedi. Too. Like if the if yeah, Inquisitors right. showed up and like kidnapped Leia, then that would be like, what the fuck is going on? Like we know. No, <laughs> that's a, that's a good point because I mean, if we want to like draw some lines without knowing everything, but you would have to assume that the Inquisitors and the reason they are, and I think we talked about this, that they are going after a target like Leia was with the hopes of bringing out a big fish like Kenobi. So you would not use your own organization to do the dirty work to then try and pull out your yeah. target because he'd just be like, oh, you're having dark side users kidnap people yeah. now? Especially, hmm, Let me put two and two together. I'm going to stay yeah. in my cave. Especially in a time where there is still this, this faux relationship between the Senate and the Empire because this is, pre, this yeah. is pre-New Hope. So like, right. even in A New Hope, mm-hmm. Senate yeah, still the exists. Senate still exists. Bail Organa is a senator. And now, like, and Vader and... The Emperor and Palpatine are, you know, basically in control of the Empire. So you're you're not going to take a group of Jedi hunters. That's what people believe they are. Like these are people still believe that Jedi are bad and that these Inquisitors are forced to take down the remaining Jedi under the under the um, leadership of of Lord Vader. So if if a fucking Inquisitor walks into a senator's house, kidnaps his daughter and then just runs away like that not only does that completely red flag kenobi but that completely red flags the entire galaxy as to like what what the fuck is going on here like somebody in your structure yeah. has just kidnapped a senator's ch- 
child daughter. daughter. Like, <laughs> right. Very big. <laughs> and, and I mean, let, let's be real. It, it, he's almost like the king of Alderaan yeah. too, right? I mean, Bale's, Bale's more than just a senator. I mean, he is a main figurehead on that planet. So you're 100% correct. It, it, it would be... Uh, and that's why I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of digging your angle because I'll be honest, dude. I'm I'm usually good at this. I I I couldn't place my finger on how we get Forlom in here, and it makes sense, and it not just be another scene of Vader commanding yeah. bounty hunters to and, hunt and down. And maybe a like this is how Forlom makes the the ESB bridge. You know, like this is the job. Yeah, he, yeah this is the job. Like some, it's his, it's his yeah, proving ground. Like Vader's like we need. Yeah training yeah, day we, we need we need somebody to go do this job i don't care who it is just as long as it gets done and he pulls it off and he's like all right well i know that you can you know you can make shit happen so i'll put you if i ever need a bounty hunter again you know you're on speed dial or something so yeah and it, it will be interesting if they do choose to do anything with zuckus just because of how closely linked the two are and have been in I don't know if these I'm I'm assuming bounty hunters in, in some capacity were, were covered in legends at this point in time. I mean, it, it definitely sounds like Boba Fett was. I'm assuming some of the other ones at least got casual mentions or small stories yeah. told. Uh, but but they could use this this series possibly to add to a character like Forlom or his butt buddy Zuckus if they do decide to bring him in. So I, I like it. I mean I'm cool with a little kind of random OT nod yeah. like that. It doesn't always have to be the the big bangers, you know. It doesn't always have to be the Luke Skywalkers or the Grogu's. Uh, I kind of like cherry picking from the known background cast, right? We're not talking about oh, it's the it's that fucking lieutenant <laughs> from the bridge in Empire Strikes Back, but it's. It's random enough that casual fans will be like, oh, he's cool looking. I bet he is somebody, but I don't really know. But also us hardcore types would be like, oh, yeah, we there, there you go. Now they're now they're uh, tweaking our titties yeah. for us. Get throwing us those Easter egg bones and those uh, reference bones to, to the OT. Yeah, was, I mean, I, I'm a fan of it. Like I, they could like this could have just been like a I mean, again, like I'm working off of the assumption that I'm right. You could have you could have created a character. You could have brought in somebody as a cameo, but but I think it was the right thing to do for like fan, fans like us to to have Forlom come in in that capacity. Do Do you see any chance of him potentially working for good guys? I mean, in the end, bounty hunters take they money. They do. Um, they do. I I just don't know who would hire him and like what the like. It would right. be so odd. Like, cause I don't think like Kenobi's not going to hire a bounty hunter. Um, because he doesn't really like, who's he going to try to kill? Like who's his target? Um, yeah, the only, I mean, this is like where I think we're again, we're having fun. We're speculating. The only reason I could see him hiring, maybe not so much for a kill, but a a job like, Hey, go in and scout this spice den out. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, uh, you, you know, you're someone that you could walk in there without a problem, without being questioned, go in and, you know, kind of survey the area, scan it, download it and come back to me. But I, I don't know. I don't see that either. I, I, I like your angle. I, I, I would I could see him in the in the party or leading the party to kidnap Leia and potentially keep her right. Like he's the one actually holding her for the yeah. empire. Uh, but it would it would be wild to see a bounty hunter working for 
the the rebellion slash resistance at this point in time too. It, it would just be something we haven't really seen before. Um, you know, bounty hunters are they're very anti heroic, but as we've seen with Din, some of them do have that capacity to you know to do something for for good yeah. and sometimes for yeah, free. Yeah, very true. Uh, but who knows? I'm, I'm sure they'll keep Forlom very murder bot like, <laughs> and it, it'll be interesting to see because, I mean, he's on a C3PO chassis, so it's not like this dude can do crazy shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's I mean, fucking, he's, he's C3PO with a with a bug. It's head. basically like when 3PO's head in AOTC got put on that other put on the the body of the fucking <laughs> B1 but, but even that even that's yeah. more mobile a battle droid's body's more mobile than a protocol droid i mean just just go back to some of the scenes where poor C3PO's trying to run yeah, away i mean he's shuffling his feet and arms like <laughs> wait can't for even me move. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like you, the best way to, to get out of a firefight with Forlom is just to walk yeah, away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you don't, you don't really even have to try to, to, yeah, to it's defend like I'm going to duck you around just, this corner walk. and I bet that you're not going to be. He'll never get me. Yeah, he can't. Yeah. Good luck. You know, I mean, the, the dude just cannot fucking move. It, it, I think it'll be funny to see like if they somehow make this thing run. I'm like, well, you motherfuckers, you better go back and fix poor C-3PO right. then because that poor thing like hurry up golden rod or you know he's always shuffling his feet and like oh wait for me you know that type of stuff <laughs> i can't move that fast legs aren't built that way but the other thing, i i think a live action forlom i mean i granted we did get a a brief version in empire but th- this will be a kind of a souped up version like we got for ig11 uh, um, versus what we saw for IG-88. So I think it would just be cool to see if they've potentially tweaked the model at all, uh, what it looks like in live action. Uh, I wonder if that Chris Bartlett is playing uh, Forlom. He seems to be the go-to in the Mandoverse for playing robots and or masked characters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like it. I mean, I, I do, uh, as Deborah said, they're they're more connected to the prequel era, but also... You know they're going to have some ties to the OT as well, so I, I I dig this rumor. I hope it pays off, and it will. It'll definitely be interesting to see how Forlom is used, because uh, in in the right situations, he's actually a funny character because he is that very murder bot like, but as a protocol droid. I mean, he's very you know by the book murdering. Uh, so I think that'd be a an interesting thing to see play out. All right. Yeah. One other thing, and I, I, I honestly, if we had more to talk about this week, I wouldn't even be bringing this up, but uh, we don't. So just real quick, Vader 21 released last week, continuing his search for Crimson Dawn. Uh, they're they're kind of claiming this as a crossover with Crimson Rain, which honestly, my friends, has fallen a bit flat compared to War of the Bounty Hunters. I mean, I'm going to stick through it. We got two more issues to go. Uh, but it's just, I don't know, like, come on, just just get to the point, show us how Kira fail, failed and died, that's where I'm at. But I always like talking about my man Vader, and this one, Nick, he uses Sabe, Padme's former Indeed. handmaiden, who they've crossed paths recently, he uses her to infiltrate Crimson Dawn, essentially by nice. himself. So, um, picking up from the last issue... Sabe and this droid Zed had captured Ochi Bastoon and Sly Moore, who we know both work for the Empire, but they're also Crimson Dawn. 
and she fed them some bullshit data that she knew they would take back to Vader and then Vader would execute those people in this this name list. And they did. And we find out afterwards, this is my best, my favorite part. Palpatine's like, oh, hey, yeah, um, you know, only one of them were Crimson Dawn. And you're like, well, you're sitting there as a reader going, well, well what Palpatine, why wouldn't you stop Vader from killing like a whole battalion of troops? But that's the Sith for you. That's the rule of two. That's just what you do. You know, they're, they're good people. Like Palpatine knew Vader was going to murder a bunch of innocent Imperials and he just let it happen. Cause why not? Like anything that, anything that gets Vader angry and hyped up Palpatine's, he, he doesn't yeah. give a shit. He's like, Hey, fuck it. This is good for my boy yeah. here. You can always consider so more people. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I, I love Palpatine. He really is just a fucking he dirty is. dog. But, um, so this issue kind of f- shed some light on a lot of these uh, Imperials that were killed. And, it, and it, it turns out that Sabe included every name of the Imperials that came to Naboo. Now, this would have been probably a year ago in this Vader series. Remember, Vader was on Naboo. He found Padme's grave, all this shit, dealt with the Amidalans. But in this fight with the Amidalans, there was, there was Imperials that killed all the Amidalans. So what Sabe did... Knowing Vader was looking for Crimson Dawn, she leaked the list of names, but all those names were from the 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 killers that murdered Amidalans. So she essentially got Vader to kill all the people that killed all her people. <laughs> Does that make yes. sense? So that that was pretty masterful by yeah. Sabe. But she is dealing with Darth Vader. And you know, Ochi, he he thinks he knows how to deal with Darth Vader too, but he soon learns in this comic that Darth has known all along that Ochi is a double agent. And so he used them and Ochi took him right to where Sabe was at. And as the issue ends, he force pulls her Crimson Dawn lapel pin off and says, I am the Dawn. I'm just like, fuck yeah, you are Darth Vader. (laughs) So Vader, as you know, it always looks like all his underlings are, are getting one over on him, but he knew everything the whole time. His plan worked out. Uh, even though he murdered a bunch of people for Sabe, it was worth it so he could find her and her access to Crimson Dawn, which is ultimately want, what he wants. So Vader, at this point, has successfully infiltrated the Dawn, and we're just going to have to see what he does next in issue 22. So it was all right. I mean, there there's some good panels in there. The one I have on the live stream from the video, which, hey, if you want more of these go to youtube.com slash star wars time show and check out our um star wars comic book recaps i do an unscripted these these days so excuse me if there's some stuttering but uh, it seems to flow and you get what you get don't pitch a fit very you know true I mean? very true all right all we're, right we're gonna is this the time where you want to kick off the the segment yeah. that we had? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're we're doing good. We're only like an yeah. hour in, so let let's do the first ever Mando game yeah. show. Um, for those right. of you who are not familiar, so this is a game show that we announced a couple, a few episodes ago. I think like a month ago. So on slow shows like this. Uh, I will host a game show where I ask Matt questions off of this here deck, and I'm holding a Star Wars oh boy, Mandalorian trivia quiz card deck, and we will see how many of these questions that Matt can get correct. Uh, we're not going to do like the whole deck, obviously, 
we'll do we'll say we'll do five questions right now and if if we think we can do a few more then we'll do a few more but basically these questions are all around the mandalorian i'm i believe this is all season one of the mandalorian and there are two questions on each card one is worth one point one is worth two points um now matt what i will allow you to do is for each card i will allow you to pick either the one point question or the two point question and then I'm, I'm also going to hold my hands up on camera so people see that I'm not, not cheating. cheating. I'm not typing in the not stuff. Not cheating, not Google. Nick is not feeding me. You, you hear exactly the same thing I'm hearing yes. from Nick. It's not like I've got someone here uh, radioing in the correct answers. So, so okay. five questions from this here card deck. Now, if you want to, to get these cards yourself, you can buy them off of Amazon. Woo! Uh, just look up Star Wars Mandalorian it. trivia cards. You can get those there. This was a gift from Taylor's mother. Uh, she likes to send me little Star Wars uh, trinkets and, and, and stuff like that when she sends her care packages from Italy. And this is one that she picked up. And it also just works as an awesome segment to the show when we're a little slow. I, I've also covered up the live stream comments because knowing the Star Wars Time Show fans, they'd probably be either trying to lead me astray or spoil it by giving <laughs> Very me the true. answers. So. Okay. There is right. one other thing here. So the questions are multiple choice, but um, I what we'll, what we'll do is... I, let, let's do it. Well, I was going to say, so what we'll do I is... I think we're on the same page Yeah, I here. will ask you the question first. If you are having a hard time, then I will give you the multiple choice options. Yeah, it's like a life. It's exactly. like a lifeline. All right, exactly. I like that. Yeah. How many do I just get one lifeline for the five total questions? No, so I'll, I'll do it based off Let's of look. just like okay. Clearly, you don't know right off the top of your head. So then I will give you the multiple option. All right. All right. I hope to not have we'll to see. get there. I really do. But All right. We'll see. We'll First see. card, Matt. Would you like the one point question Woo! or the two point question? Oh, give me, give me, give two me a two pointer. Point. Let's go. Let's get tough. Here we go. Yeah. Who is inmate? Three, four, six, six, seven. That's the whole question. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Mayfeld. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Two yes! points for Matt. Get and what some. we'll do is, if we're gonna go, right? Point I mean, he, wise, he's the only one that was. I w- he was the only one that was really locked up, so your, that's where I came Your other to that. options uh, were Mithril and Omera. That was the other two options. So Mithril... And I actually know who both of those people yeah, are, too. I mean, Mithril <laughs> wouldn't have had, like, a prisoner designation because he was, like, a bounty hunter no. capture. Um, all right, right. So what we'll do is, if I need to give the, the options, we'll cut the points in half. So if it's a two-point question and you have to get the... Gotcha. The... the uh, multiple choice, then you'll get one if you get it right. If it's a one point question and you have to get the multiple choice, you get a half a point. All right. We should almost just stick to all two points. That way we can, we can recycle, recycle through, through the, the deck. Okay, let's and just do that. Do all the one points at, at some point okay. in time. We'll do that. Two point question. Another two pointer. All right. What drink go. is made on Sorgan with krill? Spotchka. Correct. Yeah. Spotchka. I know everything. <laughs> the other two options were Krill Tea and Sorgan Special. Get the fuck out of here with Krill Tea. All right. Next question. All right, He's on a roll. Moving two right for along. two. Four points total already. 
How does Moff Gideon escape his crash tie fighter? <laughs> oh, come on. With his big dick. <laughs> no, uh, he uses the dark saber to cut himself a That hatch. is correct. Cuts his way out with the dark saber. Bring it on, Star Wars Explained. Six points <laughs> out of a possible ten. All right. Question number four. Who requests the release this. of Miggs Mayfeld? Seriously? Yes. Din. Din Djarin. The that is incorrect. Oh, well, okay. It's probably Cara Dune, but Din's the one that initially asked if she can it, get him out. All right. I'll take the I'll, It I'll was Cara Dune. You were correct on your second one. No points. First incorrect ah! answer. <laughs> oh, I hate myself. I'm so stupid. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a bullshit question, but I, I get the they, technicality. They All right. Slipped whatever. it under there. Slipped it under the radar. All right. Fuck. <laughs> Okay, question number five. Matt is currently sitting on six of a potential ten points. Last question was incorrect. Where does the child stay during the battle between Mando, Ahsoka Tano, and the Magistrate? You can ask for the options if you need. He's just, he's hanging out in the Razor Crest. That is correct. Okay, hold on. Don't. F- All right. Good. I will Thank say God. that like, Shit. this card they they listed it wrong because they put so the card says what what, what they it, put? it says in the ship is A on Tatooine is B and then with the civilians is C but the answer says C in the ship so they just fucked up the the typing on it oh, but okay. you are correct. Yes. Great quality game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I missed one. I feel like a loser though. I really I really thought yeah, I was gonna I mean, get. Five Upon five. reflection, you were able to find the correct answer, but yes, unfortunately. <laughs> well, it's like, I mean, I, I, as soon as you, you're like, eh, I was like, oh, they're probably going to say Cara Dune because she's the one that technically made the request. But Din literally goes to her and says, hey, I need you to get him out of jail. So that's where, where my head yeah. was going. But hey, I'll take it. Eight out of ten. Not, not bad, bad for the first go. That actually went pretty yeah. quick. So we might want to do more of those yeah. next time. <laughs> but hey, that was the f- as first segment. Uh, as you can see, I, uh, it's a skill that has done nothing for me in life, <laughs> but I do have a, a, a strange ability to quickly recall completely pointless and useless Star Wars information. Very true. Very true. So, uh, no, that, that was you. fun. Four out of five on the first go round. If, if news continues to be light. For the uh, for the foreseeable future, then we may uh, extend. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I do like that. It, it, with how quick it is, we might be able to, you know, do it at least once yeah. a month. I mean, that only took a few, few minutes. minutes. Yeah, so it's no, that, that was pretty good. good. It was. Pretty We're gonna good. have to find more more uh, questions and games, uh, like just general questions. Maybe uh, uh, you know, ask the old quasi mother in law if if there's like a just a standard Star Wars game. Oh, we just lost him. He's coming back. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. And our game show host Welcome is back. back. Hey, Alex, how Welcome you doing? Back. Tell us what we win. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, as we were saying, it was, it was a fun time. It will right. always be this side, though. It will always be me asking Matt because I have the cards and Matt doesn't. Yeah. So, um, See, that's a, maybe, um, you know, we, we have these cards to go through. I think they're fantastic. But maybe uh, fans and those already in the Discord, we should start a new channel 
uh, do like questions. Yeah, just like trivia, random, random the, trivia. Battle bracket again. Yeah, says, questions for the SWTS guru. Uh, Gregu says another <laughs> battle bracket. I mean, that's a potential. We haven't done a battle bracket in a while. The last one we did was the Marvel versus Star Wars. And I think there was like, because we did, we did just like straight up force users. Then we did um, droids. Then we did Marvel versus Star Wars. Um, we have to find another like bracket that we can build. I even think, did we do like a duo? No, we didn't do like a duo bracket, but I don't know how many like Star Wars duos there are that you could really throw out there. Um, yeah, I'm trying to like think of topical things. I mean, I, like like a Halo versus Star Wars, but then we'd have to figure out every Spartan's name and ability. Yeah, it, it, that would be tough. I mean, the, the like only... The brutes, the, the Yeah, the only other obvious one that I could really think of is just like a bracket for the all the movies. You know, like just do like an, you know. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, can like see that. El- it would be at that. this point an 11, uh, 11 movie bracket, right? Um, right. And then we could see what how how that plays out, what the ultimate Star Wars time show fan favorite is. Um, I like that. Yeah, I like that one. The kind of whittle down to top top yeah. movie from the so, fans. So maybe that, I could throw that idea. together. I have to see how the bracket plays out with 11 teams because that's a little odd, but I'm sure that we can whip something up. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe we could do that. Um, There's a, who, who was that? Jared in here? Trivial Pursuit. That might be a good thing to, I think true. I actually, I might have the cards. I'll have to like ship them down to you. But hey, we got time. We, we still got to work through all the Mando cards. But no, I do like that. I like that. Yeah. It was fun. Good all right. stuff. All right. So general fiction characters <laughs> versus Star Wars. So just general like, fiction. you know, like Thundercats. Yeah, Harry Potter. Uh, you throw them in their power <laughs> range. Yeah, Potter, Harry Potter Ranger. would be a good one. Yeah, I mean, like, it, I mean, you could, I mean, what we could do is the next one. We already did Marvel versus Star Wars. We could do DC versus Star Wars. I'm not a huge dc -er. I don't know a lot of like, like these Gan- Gandalf versus Obi-Wan. Yeah, I like yeah. that one. You could do good, good Lord set. of the Rings versus Star Wars, but honestly, Star Wars would just cut right through them because nobody in Lord of the Rings is magical other than Sauron and Yeah, it's and outside Gandalf. of the one ring. So like Yeah, no, is. I think I, I Trevor might be on to something. You just kind of pick and choose. More like a like a pop yeah. culture super group versus, versus Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, All right, that's well, a good one. Nick's got some things to think about, so we'll 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 try to include those in addition to the yeah. games. But yeah, I like I like playing yeah, the game. Fun. All right, Matt gets to pat himself on it. the back for all his knowledge that he has stored. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah! I feel I feel so fucking special right now. I really did, and that was genuine excitement. I I I like being right, as many people probably know that listen to the yeah. show. Uh, I love being right, especially when it comes to Star Wars stuff. So I'm I'm definitely gonna have to beat myself for missing the Cara Dune question, but I still I, I still say that that they got me on a that will only make you better on the next round. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do my my cattails right, like a, what's that from the fucking the the, uh, oh, the Da Vinci something. Code. Da Vinci's yeah, code. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Beat myself and bleed. <laughs> All right. Good stuff nice. there. Good All right. Stuff. And then, I mean. All right, friends. That's going to. That takes us, believe it or not. We're moving quick this week. We told you it'd be a quick <laughs> oh, one. Yeah. I know we've been spoiling you the past few weeks with two and a half plus. Only had four shows. Skype crashes Ain't so far, happen. too. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I mean that you're telling me this is definitely a good week to be on a a, a shorter runtime, especially with whatever the fuck candy ass version of Windows you're running right I now. Got the, eval, I got I can send you the screenshot. Uh, <laughs> Evaluation copy is literally yeah. what it says in the bottom Nick, right. Next are like, hey, insert more quarters to keep running version. Essentially, I got the like uh, keep. I got the the. I think it's the developer build is what I have because I got an early access to Windows. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah so it is. It, it's as it's as holy and yeah. buggy as yeah. it's going to be. Yeah, it's the developer build because <laughs> I got the access through the Windows Insider program and I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. And because yeah. it's like free. And if like if you wait too long with Windows like updates, then going from 10 to 11 won't yeah, be you're, free anymore. You're built in beta tester. That's yeah. all you are. You're, you're, you're there. Right now, they're reading all these crash reports and are like, sweet, man, that Cam and Eda dude's fucking shit yeah. up left and right. Let's I will go. say there, that I'm... There's that bug we were looking for. He just, he just showed he it knows. to us. He's definitely going to file a bug report after this is over. Uh, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, we've been powering through and now we've gotten to the fan segment already. And um, yeah. Hey, real quick before we get into this, just because I see an ad <laughs> on here. Do you have any need to ever wear like work boots again or wolverine type of boots the the brand wolverine never i don't i do not because check 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 this shit out. i can s- they just released you see this they just released a halo i boot. saw that oh shit yeah. it's, ar- it's already sold out it looked fucking prime i, I was like i don't i have no reason for this type of shoe uh-huh. i i s- but I went to look for it and, and everything was like, oh, you got to wait. Now it's just straight up. They're gone. I mean, they're not even, anymore. they're only like 225 and like for, I mean, for branded boots, that's not that bad. And like Wolverine boots, I'm pretty sure are kind of expensive anyway. Cause they're like high, like yeah, super I, high. End. I don't know, man. I thought they, I thought they looked badass, but I, I pushed out and now it looks like I've lost out, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm a short guy, and unless I'm wearing pants, boots, not that you should be wearing boots with shorts, really, anyways, it's, I wouldn't say it's the greatest style out there, you know, yeah. wearing boots with socks pulled <laughs> with up, with shorts, shorts, I don't yeah. know about that. Not the best. But, uh, I mean, considering I really don't leave my house with ha- the need to wear more than sweatpants and tennis shoes anymore, I don't know, that, I think that's one of the other reasons I bailed yeah. on it, but man, they were fucking I will cool say, like, oh, given well. their, like, the standard price point of their boots, like, they're actually pretty appropriately priced, like, there's one boot that's just completely unbranded that's $200 by itself, so. Oh, well, well, then shit, yeah, because this, this isn't like the Columbia deal where they gouge yeah. you, you know, my, my Boba Fett hoodie was, like, $150 for a fucking sweatshirt with yeah. a hood on it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it seems like <laughs> so, the the price increase that they have for the branding is appropriate. Like they're they're upcharging like fifty. Now bucks. now I'm sitting here. I'm I'm fucking fomoing. <laughs> and again, I didn't need them. I don't need fucking boots. I don't live in a you, cool place. You're not a where construction worker. And mountains. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not gonna go. You know, I'm not gonna go work on a, a fucking building downtown. Uh, fuck. But it, I do. I have FOMO right now. All right. <laughs> Let's get into it. It is time for the fan segment. I know a little bit quicker than you're used to, but it is what it is. There just wasn't much going on. I mean, some of the topics I passed on, they were eye rollers to me, which means Nick probably would have quit <laughs> if I made him talk about it. So 
just just thank me for editing this week's lineup. But anyways, it's time for the fan segment. We do it on every single show. I don't know if you're going to get this on any other Star Wars podcast where they have a dedicated segment to their own fan base. That's why there's always time for some motherfucking Star Wars time, my friends. So first up, we do the question of the week, which uh, you can get involved with if you head over to our Instagram account on Tuesdays, usually in the morning. Scion, one of these days, I'll get to posting it Monday night, but I just keep forgetting. And, and this week, I had one of the oddest weekends of my uh, in the past five years. My two ladies left. And Nick, I was alone, like completely alone for the first time, I think, since I had a kid. How was that? So at first, at first, I'm not going to lie. I was a little bummed out. I was a little sad. Like, like, uh, to make a long story short, my wife works for NetJets. They run private jets. And as one of the perks, NetJets employees can get on ferry flights, which are private jets to go to other airports. To, to move jets, you know, moving fleets around the country, essentially, to address customer needs. So come Saturday afternoon, she's like, holy shit, I got on a ferry flight to Tampa. I'm going, I'm taking Charlie. We're going to go see her cousins because my, my, my daughter's been really bummed out about not seeing her cousins. Hasn't seen them since August, crying every fucking weekend. And I was like, go for it. It's going to suck for me because I've got nothing to do without you two around here, but but I'll live. So first, Nick, I was a little Debbie yeah. Downer. Like, what do oh, you no. do? I mean, it's been five years. What, what the fuck do I do? Saturday nights, I'm usually up. We're playing cards, playing board games, watching a movie, eating popcorn. So, you know, sitting around like a sad sack. And out of nowhere, my, my neighbor, she's like, hey, I need some adult conversation. Uh, Matt, her husband, he's on his way back. Who wants to come over and drink? I was like, fuck, <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> it, this works out. The universe does notice me sometimes. So I, I rolled over there and had kind of a fun night with, with the neighbors, drinking some bourbon, talking a little Star Wars. Who the hell knows what else I was talking because this was another night. By the end, I barely remember eating my Chipotle at 10 o'clock at night. It looks like I called a, a high school buddy. So oh, I was wow. doing some drunk dialing. Uh, according to Heather, I called a FaceTime with them and sang some West Side Story to them with the with the music blaring in the background. So deep into the cups, I had myself a time. Yeah, I had myself a fucking hey, time. Man, that's good. Uh, and then you know, for the first time in years, I was just up in my bedroom late at night watching TV, rolling around like a job of the hut, like across my king size bed, balls hanging out. Finally, set up this fire stick I've had for like six months nice. up there. Uh, and then Sunday kind of took care of itself because I felt half dead from the <laughs> night before. So I just I just fucking laid around, watched uh, Blade Runner again, uh, watched Halo, watched the Oscars. And then yesterday I had work to take up some time, but then also had another solo evening. So um, watched a couple movies, played some games. Hey. But anyways, it was a, a interesting, interesting weekend, one I have not experienced in, in a long, long time. Um, glad they're back. Uh, but I'll tell you, outside that initial kind of sadness, it, it was it was kind of nice yeah. <laughs> to just be just be mad again and do whatever the fuck I want to do. You know, I, I ate Chipotle, I think, t- yeah, two of the days on the weekend, uh, laid in bed longer than I used, usually do. So, all right. I still don't know why I just went on that tangent, <laughs> but just deal with it. Hey, that happens on the Star Wars time show. It's our show. We could do whatever we want. Of, yeah. That's right. Back back to the fan segment. Question of the week. Like I said, every Tuesday, 
sometimes maybe Monday nights. I'll post a question to our Instagram account at Star Wars Time Show in the stories and on our page. All you got to do is leave a comment and maybe we'll pick it to be featured on the show like we're about to do right now with this week's question of the week, which is which which original trilogy characters, if any, do you want to see in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series? Good question. Good question. So... Right. First up, Mando underscore mugshots. He says, I love new characters and all the new world building it gives, but apart from who has already been reported, I wouldn't mind seeing some more obscure background characters like Dex from the diner and AOTC. Yeah. I think it's a given we'll probably, uh, that will get palps, even if it's just hologram and maybe Cody. Um, right. Deep cut on Dex. And I, th- I feel like this isn't the you know, first time I, I, that he's come up in like a we should see him again segment. It, but it, it makes sense because if you remember the interaction, they were I mean, friends. Dex and Kenobi act like they were butt yeah. buddies at one point in time. Like they, they may have given each other a reach around. Yeah, definitely a hug. Out on, you know, some some mission or whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he seemed like more than just an informant for Kenobi. It seemed like there was some sort of genuine background friendship yeah. to uh to their relationship. And and I we talked about I, I think Palpatine it just it makes sense. I like the hologram approach. I think that's the best way to do it. I, he shouldn't get anything more than a scene. And yeah, Cody out of any of the clones would make the most sense to me in a Kenobi yeah. series. Uh, especially in a in a flashback. Definitely. Good stuff there from Mando Mugshots. Next, next up, 2797 underscore studio says The Bat. Yes, he's in the chat right now. The Bat is in the chat. Hoping for some OT bounty hunters. Well, we just talked about that. We've got Vader already. Betting we see R5 at some point also would be cool to maybe see the Falcon taking off at some point. Um, R5 is definitely a possibility. Did, did R5, like, to the best of our knowledge... Yeah, did, R5. R5 is hanging out with uh, Pelly yeah. these days. He's been featured multiple yeah, times. Yeah, to the best of our knowledge. Well, is that... Well, that's with Pelly in that Mando is, time. Yeah. So that's like seven years late. I don't know. Yeah, so R5, he would he would either... He would be somewhere yeah. random because he was picked up by the Jawas at some point, dropped off at the Lars, his blue his gat, his motivator, yeah. and then ultimately ended up uh with, with yeah Pelly so in her gag he's kicking around maybe we'll see him on another passing jawa uh that would be thing. like a ra- that would be pretty random for this timeline so i, I think that it. would be a fun scene to recreate honestly is if like the jawas rolled up to the fucking kenobi like you know hovel <laughs> yeah like another another droid fire yeah, like, sale hey, you know they just kind of roll out like hey look what we stole today what do you want to buy be <laughs> all right thank you bat Next up, TBS Data Vault says, I want to see oh, Garindan, Garindan, Garindan. Yeah, the greatest spy and most icy space. I know who it is now. Okay. Uh, greatest spy and most icy space. Penis nose. Elephant trunk guy. Poking his long <laughs> dick face, like a true dick face. It's <laughs> not around Tatooine. Maybe they could work him in as a boots on the ground informant for the Inquisitors. Nothing like a Kubaz sticking his nose into other people's business. Yeah, the, the, it's a long the one name too. Didn't, Who knows where he's sticking? The that name thing. didn't immediately ring the bell, but as soon as I saw Greatest Spy, I was like, okay. you know what? I that that to me would be a perfect yeah. one because 
he has such a key moment in a new hope like he's such a shithead selling them out to the empire it would be nice to just see him kicking around most yeah. nicely you know even even if it's just a casual just in the background i, I like that. it's a good good one tbs data Vault. good call next up a star wars toy story says krennic tarkin palpatine galen maybe some cantina aliens I know Rogue One isn't an OT movie, but whatever. I mean, oh, like <laughs> Rogue close is enough, pal. We'll give it to you say, on the say, like Rogue is timeline wise very close, so all of these could work. It would be difficult for me to see. I think Tarkin could happen. I think Palp is going to happen. Galen and Krennic are hard because there's really no reason for them to be seen in Kenobi because they were kind of specifically on the Death Star project. So unless like we get a check-in on the Death Star project at just some yeah. random point, then there's no other reason to bring them in. But I could see them doing a full CG Tarkin again, like from Rogue. I, you know, the, the Tarkin shit's interesting because he does have a past all the way back to Anakin via the Clone Wars. We're kind of seeing him rise to his power in Bad Batch, right? He's still just an admiral in Bad Batch. He's he's not a, he's not the Grand Moff yet. Uh, but if you consider the the relationship between Tarkin and Vader by the time a New Hope comes around, it, even the comment Leia throws at at at, at Vader, it, Vader, or Vader, Tarkin, right in like, the beginning, like you know, like oh, off you're, you're off leash. Tarkin's yeah. leash or something like that. Essentially calling him a yeah. bitch, like Tarkin's bitch boy. And it does not sound like Vader is going to be anyone's bitch boy outside of Palpatine during the Kenobi timeline. Like he's, yeah, I think he's 32 years old, peak anger. He's had 10 years to fester, build up that hate and power, learn some of the dark side. Uh, I don't see him being a little, a little bitch to Tarkin, but I would like to see how they are interacting at this point yeah. in time. Because something must happen to where Palpatine's like, listen, fuckface, you're with Tarkin now. Do whatever the hell he says. Yeah, right? I mean, it's how do you... Yeah. You're, you're, not, you're not completely like, you're not completely his bitch, but think of if Tarkin tells you something to do, it's me telling you to do something. Maybe to it's do. after he... Because that's how Vader yeah, acts. Like, maybe... Like, like, I mean... Like, after, after he, ahead, like, takes the L to Kenobi in one of his fights, he's like, look, dude... Like, you can't even beat up this fucking desert rat that, you know, yeah. you could you should clearly be just wiping the floor with. So I have to now I have to have somebody watch you like a fucking baby. And that's when who and, you know, maybe it's to infuse some some of Tarkin's masterful tactics or, or strategies. I don't know. But there, there something must happen to where Vader just kind of takes it from Tarkin. I mean, there, there's no pushback from Vader on Tarkin, which, which completely changes by Empire Strikes Back. He's wiping out the Admiralty left and right in Empire Strikes Back. Like, he doesn't give a fuck. You know, he kills Ozzel right off the bat, Nita at some point in time. So clearly by Empire, it, none of the officers meant shit no. to him. He was like, fuck you, I'm Darth Vader. But Tarkin had a very clear... Uh, hand yeah. over him somehow and I think that'd be interesting to explore like why is it like Nick is saying where Palpatine almost assigns him as a babysitter like listen shithead 
go 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 deal with this psycho, this madman who doesn't look like a madman, but he's, he's like pure evil in what he does and in his strategies and the tactics he uses to take out the rebels. Um, because it is like it is. I always I always found that odd when I was a little kid. It was always hard for me to to understand how any of those guys in A New Hope could talk shit to Darth Vader and get away with yeah, it. Yeah, I mean it. it- I mean, even even when he finally has had enough of the shit talk and he starts choking the fuck out, Tarkin eventually is like, enough, and he just stops. Like, I I don't see Kenobi timeline Vader no, doing that. It's, it's got to be you? a directive straight from the Emperor. Like, yeah. it, it, like he's not like Vader is not gonna like just bow down to anybody because of like how the Imperial stru- like officer structure works. No. That's what I mean. That's what's always weird to me that Tarkin had such a grip yeah. over him. It, it was crazy. But the, but clearly the galaxy knew of it. Leia did. I mean, the galaxy, they just automatically, Tarkin, Vader, all right, Vader equals Tarkin's yeah. bitch. I mean, it's it was an odd dynamic, but that's how it played out. So, um, yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, good one there. You you definitely spawned yeah. a tangent. That means you win a Star Wars toy and, story. And, and the next one up is just kind of mirroring the yeah. the same thing. Sorry, Tones. <laughs> well, you get you, you get a point yeah, too. Tarkin and the Emperor yeah, would it's, be it's a nice addition, deal. possibly even Krennic. Again, same <laughs> same kind of thoughts. I just don't see how Krennic fits in. Yeah, I, I'm with Nick 100 percent on Krennic unless Krennic's been pulled in and he's sitting around the big glossy table with with other high level officers yeah. and just almost just sitting there, not really having much of a, yeah. a role. Um. But I do, I do like the target. The, the target thing is interesting to yeah. think about. The, the target. Okay, uh, I think we had like I, I threw few more. In. Yeah. Holy shit! Look, I can't count to save my life. All right, Darth Don Dada, Dangar, Palpatine, and Boss. Yeah. We- so Palp, we've touched on bounty hunters. We touched on hell. I mean that 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 that's right where Nick went when I was like, well, what what OT bounty hunter do you think would be in there before we drop the bomb? A forlom, Nick. Nick went Dangar and Bosk, and and I agree they are, in my opinion, the most recognizable outside of a Boba Indeed. Fett. And then um, last three here on this one, Corellian. Well, I, I, I just meant to do okay, the top when I got late. All the rest of you, you, you can give, 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 give Dork credit. He's in yeah. the chat. He's been here since the beginning. Says we're getting lots of Vader, so. and that's enough for me. Says Sir Dork. There we go. Right, and then. Krillian Smuggler, Yoda, and Palpatine. Yoda would be an interesting one. I, I would not be bothered with uh, Yoda and Obi-Wan somehow force walkie-talkieing across I the galaxy. I think that's likely going to happen, is that at least you'll get like some Yoda voice. I don't know if you'll actually get like a full scene, but definitely some, some yeah, some, but some messaging. I, I think knowing, knowing what we know, though, with where Qui-Gon stuff may go, I think they're going to reserve those type of conversations for the end with his direct master versus Yoda. Uh, Cause it, it does sound like Kenobi is going to be suffering from force impotence, kind of like Luke was in TLJ. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. All right. Well, Hey, there you go. That is fan question of the week. Like I said, every Tuesday, check us out on Instagram, both in the stories and our page and reply if you want to. And we'll talk about it, make fun of it, agree with it, shit on it, love it, hate it. You never know. Um, all right. But now it's time. <laughs> this this version of the top five is another is another Matt version of the top five because I purely forgot what day it was. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> like Nick last week, it was funny. He, he did the top five earlier than I think he's ever posted on a Monday this week. He thought Monday was yeah, Thursday. Like I, le- Go ahead, Nick, I legitimately <laughs> thought that, that yesterday was Thursday because during like during the- <laughs> that's fun. I mean, you're, you're like at my 70 year old dad's level of reality right it's now. So, like you, you just you sit, sit there and you have no clue what that is. So like I, I don't have a work schedule. We put it this like I work asynchronous hours is the better way to put it. Like I work whenever I need to slash I want to. And so that already kind of like fucks with my days because it's not like I have to go into an office or anything like that. So like that screws with my days. And then yesterday all day. Taylor was telling me, she's like, today is Thursday, right? Like, she just kept saying that. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, tomorrow's Friday anyway. So, like, we don't, you know, like, we'll have a, a slow day. And I'm like, I don't, uh, I, I told her during the day, I was like, I don't think today is, th- like, today is Monday. I'm pretty sure. And then, <laughs> this is and great. then there is a program that I watch every Thursday night that, like, puts me in the mindset of, like, okay, it hits, like, the time where Taylor goes to bed. And I have this to watch and it's Thursday night. I know it's Thursday night. And they had a special episode on yesterday. For those of you who who may be familiar, it's Critical Role, which is the D&D like, like live, live stream show. And they had a special episode yesterday and I was watching it last night. So that only reinforced in my brain that, oh, today is Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday. It's Friday. You're doing well, though, because when I've done that, even if it's like I'm a day off where let's say it's Wednesday and I think it's Thursday and then I come to the reality that I still have to live through Thursday. I mean, it's almost a deal breaker mentally where you just it sucks all the wind out of you because like you said, you start you hear Thursday, you're starting to gear up for Friday in the weekend and then you get the reality. In your case, it was fucking Monday. (laughs) I mean, that had to just been a kick in the ball. It was so weird because like all like after I got back, I had to like shift some of my meetings over. So like even my meetings have been off cadence for like the last week. (laughs) So it's just like fucked my head completely. Uh, And like I woke up and I was like, oh, I don't have anything to do today. And like I saw my meeting fucking thing go off where it's like, oh, you have your client meeting in like 30 minutes. I was like, oh, shit. So like I get up and like I run to my computer because I was like, oh, my God, I forgot to do the top five. And like I log on and like Matt already has it done. I was like, well, fuck. And then I was like, OK, well, I got a meeting in 30 minutes, I guess. Well, I did. I I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still up early. I mean, the kid's on spring break, but I'm still up. So I was like, I know Nick, he probably doesn't even get up my time till almost 11, 11 a.m. So I might as well. <laughs> Might as well work. It I in was there. just so fucking like, yeah, it's not even the. Time. So I was right. I mean, it, it, right. in the post, in the top five, I said Nick is still on yeah. EU time. So I'm handling the top five this weekend. Like- oh, well, we got it out there. Uh, our site no longer renders the embeds, but we'll, don't worry. I have See, the shots like, I to have show off. But online. the top five. Like it, it might be a browser. Dude. Thing. Yeah. It, but. It's my it's my system. I, I just didn't want to admit it out loud because we, we want to keep we want to keep you as the yeah. only one with shitty tech, not me. <laughs> but no, it's a hundred percent. I Safari is a piece of shit. Who cares? But either way, uh, the top five is the second avenue into the Star Wars Time Shows fan segment. Like I said, we do it every show at the end of the show after our topics, and to get involved in the top five, uh, you just have to share your Star Wars content with us on Instagram. So tag at Star Wars Time Show and use hashtag Star Wars Time Show in all of your Star Wars related posts. And I mean it. I mean uh, cosplay, tattoos. We I think we have our first ever top five we tattooer. Do. 
uh, featured in today's top five. So uh, that that's fair game. Real ass paint, which is you artists, magicians out there, toy photography, which is where this all started. You name it. We want to see it. We'll share it on our page throughout the week. Those are the features. And then every Monday, if he remembers what planet he's on, <laughs> Nick will pick the top five. And that's what we celebrate on the live stream during the fan segment. So here we go. This is the top five Star Wars fan artist features for the week covering 321 to 328. So uh, I even included some of today's features because I had to. Because <laughs> one was just too good not to not to include. So... Um, all right, Nick, you can see the posts. I, I have the other ones open, so I guess we'll just go on the order that I have open. I'll let you know which one we're looking Indeed. at first because that's what they're seeing on the stream. So up first, there we go. It is. It is the tattoo artist at Cody underscore Tweety. Um, and what we're looking at here is a kick-ass, it looks like almost a full-arm portrait of Ahsoka the Clone Wars style Ahsoka. Yeah, no, man, that's fucking sick. And it just, the art's fantastic. The the coloring is great. Uh, I know sometimes that's that's a hard part of doing a mm-hmm, tattoo. Yeah. Uh, getting the colors in and shadows in the colors because you're not working on, you know, people's skin. Even, you know, white people are white, black people are black. Duh, Matt, thank you. But even, you know, skin, skin tones can change just from the top of the arm to the bottom. Uh, I don't know. I just, I think it's a very well done ahsoka portrait tattoo and i I like the size of it because it it is it's would you consider that a half sleeve it looks like from elbow to yeah it's pretty close to a half sleeve i mean it looks like it starts right about like either right like lower shoulder and then down right maybe even like mid shoulder but yeah i mean like that's a pretty fucking awesome like half like basically half sleeve of ahsoka what i really like too is the high like he did a great job of highlighting her head tails if you look in each, like as you go down the head tails on the blue sections, he has the white highlights, or maybe even in this instance, he kind of leaves some of the natural skin tone there to really kind of like give us, give a sense of like, there is light hitting her and it's reflecting off of the colored sections of her head tails. Um, yeah, I mean, the line work is really, really clean, um, which is sometimes hard to do, especially in facial features. Yeah, see, I remember that from uh, Dave Navarro's show. What's oh, that called? Ink Master. Ink Masters. Ink line work, line work, line yeah. work. Because the line work is essentially the outline, Yeah, right? even like the, the outline, but then even like if you look at the line work within like her facial details, like the lines that create It's not her all nose. jaggedy yeah, and like, stuff. Yeah, like the yeah, lines that create right. her nose aren't like bumpy, even like, it, yeah. It's, dude, it's awesome. I know tattoo artists, they can probably also just draw on regular paper, but do you not find this talent to be, it's, it's, it's unworldly. Like I I can't even wrap my head around how they, how we do this on digital mediums on paper, but now we're talking about someone's fucking arm and being able to draw straight lines to actually give a character 3d features. I mean, I, I feel like there's, there's a 3D quality to this portrait, especially in her face. I mean, you, you can you can feel the chin kind of standing off of her neck collar. And like you said, the, the neck tails have a, a bit of a 3D feel to them. It's just wild that people can do this yeah. on a canvas that is going to be unique on every single subject you yeah. touch. Yeah. You know, no, no two people are going to have the same skin type, skin color, 
uh, skin thickness, toughness. I don't, I don't know what else a tattoo artist has to deal with, but I, it's just, it's kick ass. I mean, there's another one's like, Oh, if I would have thought about this, I would have got a, a tattoo like yeah. this. And this is my problem with <laughs> tattoos and why I don't have any. Cause I can't think of cool shit to put on my body. Hey, I mean, sometimes it's just as simple as, as this, where you like, you pick your favorite character and then boom, you just, you just get it. I mean, I, 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 a lot of this guy's work is pretty awesome. I mean, you have um, a Ratchet and Clank tattoo. If you scroll down a little bit, you have the Grievous right next to a different, like a different Ahsoka that looks. Oh yeah, pretty, yeah. I think I, I shared that in yeah, our stories. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty sweet. Whoever went, they're like, yeah, they went with Ahsoka on one thigh and Grievous on the other, and they're huge. I mean, these, yeah. these aren't. These aren't little tattoos either. I mean, these yeah, are like huge. The, like a full thigh tattoo like that takes one is going to be way more painful than any arm tattoo that you're going to get because your skin on your on your thighs and your quads is way more sensitive. And two, you just have so much more surface area to cover. Um, but still, like super impressive work. And this guy's also a toy photographer like- too. I was going to say, it looks like Cody even gets into the real yeah, shit here. Like nice. He's a multi-talented person. Gets into person. the old toy, toy picks. Ooh, look at that one. Like the Jedi symbol with the, the coloring yeah. added that, to that it. That looks awesome. That's pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, truly amazing work. Oh, look at the Vader. Look at the Vader arm. The, with the Death Star in now, the back. Now, Matt, I think you may have found your potential artist if you're ever going to get a Star Wars tattoo. Oh, look at the mall. Like the, the mall outline. Yeah, I mean, this dude does some pretty sick work. Game, oh wow, game over, man. That's a from mm-hmm. Aliens. The dude's rifles on. I like his the American traditional yeah. style um, uh, stormtrooper he has here too, with like the the rose flower at the bottom of it, and then the Imperial logo at the top. Holy shit! Look at the Samurai Vader helmet. That one's also pretty sick. Yeah, I mean, this guy is very, very talented. Um, awesome stuff. He works at. Red Arbor Tattoo, which is located in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So if you live in South Dakota or near there, you know that you can uh, tweet at this guy here. Yeah, sign up at Cody Tweety for yeah. sure. I mean, that, that's I, I could scroll through this page for a minute, but we got to keep moving on. So at Cody Tweety, thank you for the tag. I'm glad you are joining in the fun. I saw you in the stream earlier, probably tuned out because <laughs> you're like, what the fuck is this? Maybe you came back. Either way, we uh, we speak your name for sure on the Star Wars Time Show. Great, great work here. Both tattoos and toy photography. So again, at Cody underscore T-W-E-E-D-Y, Cody Tweedy. Good shit. Okay, Nick, as you like to say, up next is a, a returning top fiver, a great toy photographer out there, and that is Guillaume dot gh4 so for those of you that don't understand what i said because neither do i g-u-i-l-l-a-u-m-e dot gh4 and nick what we're looking at is a i just love the gritty tone first and foremost but it's a you know it's it's a gaggle of stormtroopers with the focus on a like a sergeant Mm -hmm. or you know a lieutenant he's got the the backpack and the extra shoulder shoulder jazz here um, I don't know. I, this one, me, it's, it's that the, the gritty take on it is what stood out to me. Yeah. I love the, I love the, I don't know if it's like a film grain, but I do agree that whatever Guillaume did here with the, 
um, like the texturizing of the image or like a filter, whatever filter you put on the image just really does make it stand out. I like how you have kind of this light source, like some kind of light rays coming down from like the, the top right of the picture. And then it really kind of fades to black right. in the, the bottom. Yeah, left. exactly. Like it gets dark as it gets closer to the bottom and the yeah. left side. I mean, it's just like, that's how the, the, le- the light was shaped. Uh, I, don't, I mean, trooper shots always look good. This goes back to my hyper fascination with the empire and and what they chose to wear and use in their war machine. I mean, we we know these guys are assholes. They couldn't hit a you know the broadside of a barn door, but I tell you what, they sure fucking look good they doing do. it or missing it, <laughs> not you know, doing it, just, <laughs> failing right, at everything that they do to, at least. <laughs> So yeah, this is, you know, we we featured as Nick calls him Guillermo del Toro a four t- a few times in the top 5 before, but this is definitely a great account to check out. Lots of moody takes, moody tones um at g u i l l a u m e . g h 4 over on the gram. Hook him up. Oh, look at Devin's back in the chat. Apparently he got a He's like Mr. Cameo these days. Oh, really? He's Hey, Devin, I got to know, like, um, I want you to make a shirt for High Pitch Eric, who I think is one of your your biggest cameo revenue producers from the Stern Show. Like, is that, do you, I want to know, like, does Devin get mixed up with the the celebrity voice call side? Of, do you know what cameo yeah, is? Yeah, it's like it? you can pay celebrities to, like, send a video to you yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, I, I know you don't listen to Stern. I'm, I think your yeah. dad does. But there's there's a whack packer named High Pitch Eric. Who's this this big fat guy who talks? I've like heard him this. before. Yeah, for, you know, I've heard him before. He's a, he's like a slow adult, so they they put him up to stuff, and he does it a lot. Uh, but I, apparently, he makes he makes like six figures on cameo from Stern fans paying him eighty bucks a wow. clip to to drop these That'd, for people. And I just I wonder like if Devin gets mixed up in the call side at all, or if it's just the the art they do for celebs. <laughs> Sorry. Tangent, they happen. Tangents happen. I saw the name in there. I haven't seen Devin in the wrench for a bit. I think props he was, was in here too Pro- at some props point. In time. All right. So that was at guiami.gh4. I'm sorry, my uh, Spanish is off today. Uh, up next, and I, I love this one just for the, the speculation approach. We have a full-on Star Wars 3.75-inch toy photography pick from At Kingdom of Weird. And what he's giving us, Nick, is, you know, kind of based on some of the topics from last week's episode of the Star Wars Time Show, he is envisioning what Mandalorian Season 3 could look like if we get a scene with Christopher Lloyd in it. And Lloyd is indeed playing a cloning scientist. Um, so what we see again, this is all practical. He's got some sort of experiment and a back to tank. Thrawn is there. I thought that was a yep. nice touch. Uh, he's got this other character who's supposed to be Doc Brown kind of wearing Krennic's all white cape. Uh, we got the Praetorian guards, which we've heard are going to pop up in Mando season three. So I, I just loved the, the speculation approach that kingdom of weird went with. And the fact that these are the tiny figures. And they, you know, it still looks like a well put together scene from the. Yeah, I mean, it's one fantastic that he was able to kind of really cook up this entire scene on his own. You can also see that like 
there is something in a back to tank and like, is this a cloning experiment? Is this like a first version of, of Snoke? Snoke um, yeah. You know, something like that. I mean, just the, the whole setup is super impressive from kingdom of weird knowing it's three, seven, five just makes it even more impressive. Um, and it does give us a potential avenue for what we could see in Mando S3. If, if doc Brown, I keep, if Christopher Lloyd ends up being a cloning scientist. So, I mean, I think that, yeah. Listen to us. We're like such just, meatheads. Doc Brown. We don't know people's names, just their yeah, character just, names. Yes, we we can't separate fiction from reality. Exactly. That's us. But um, no, I, I mean, I, like this is like speculation taken to the next level. So I mean, awesome shit by Kingdom of Weird as as always. Oh, check this out. This this coming f- full circle back to Devin. He he told us in the live stream here. He just sent designs over to Christopher Lloyd for some official oh, Back to the Future. God, merch. that is. So you know they're going to be bangers if, 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 if they're coming yeah. from Devin, a.k.a. most of you might know him as at Super Scoundrel on the gram. Uh, they'll, I mean, to me, Back to the Future, that is, that's like right in his 80s wheelhouse, yeah. right? That, that, Arnold that, that, that kind of neon vibe yeah. he went with. Yeah, like yeah. same, same kind of Digging deal. it. No, that's, that's fucking awesome. But no, this shot kicks ass. And apparently, um, you know, Kingdom's in the, in the chat here. What he is using for those other toy photographers out there that may be interested, this is the recent Tanti 4 playset that he just reversed and has kind of repurposed some parts to create this lab. And apparently the uh, back to tank comes from a 20-year-old That's fucking, set at the 375 Again, scale. like, it's wild that that kingdom can look at all of the stuff that he has and be like, okay, well I can take this and flip it upside down and that can be stairs. And then I have this 20 year old back to tank here that I can fucking shove something into and make it look like Snoke. Then I can repurpose this, this other thing to make it look like Christopher Lloyd's character smash. You're spot on. That is just next level thinking. It's part of like the the triumvirate I've talked about when it comes to toy photography, or I'm assuming any type of art that you create. It's, you know, you got to just have the natural creativity. You got to be able to see the world differently than other people. Like Nick is saying, I mean, you look at a set for Tanti 4, to me, it's a set for the Tanti 4. It's not a fucking lab. You know, like I, that just doesn't click to me. I don't know to like, oh, if I turn it upside down, it might look, it might look different. Uh, and then you got to be able to stage the scene and then you got to be able to take the picture. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you're spot on. And that's something I've lack in my own toy photography is trying to figure out ways how to repurpose things that look Star Wars E that might not even be Star Wars or just repurpose my Star Wars stuff to look completely different than what it was meant to be. So good stuff there. I mean, uh, Kingdom Weird, one of the best small scale shooters out there. And by that, I mean the the 3.75 inch. You can just call it Matt's weenie size <laughs> inch figures if you want to make it easier to remember. So that's at Kingdom of Weird on Instagram. You'll know you found the the uh, proper one. He's got the Cartoon Network. I've always loved that. Um, I've logo. always loved that. Yeah, no, it is, it is a good, good logo. Oh, but that apparently it actually is Doc Brown wearing Krennic's cloak. So, okay. Up next, this this person needs no real introduction. I'm sure at this point most of you are trained to when you see a photo like this that it's probably from one at BLKSRS. That's right at Black Series. Looks like he did just you know a little casual setup over the weekend here during the Clone Wars era. We've got. 
Cody kind of is our main subject, but uh, what, what's Cody's battalion? Are they the yeah. 212? I think they're the 212. Um, but yeah, you got a bunch of the yellow yellow clones out there, and they're in a, a hell of a battle. We've got some practical particle effects going on, plus uh, Zay's usual you know, added post flare and some blaster bolts. But I don't know. I just, he like, like Trevor one six shooter work more or less Swip picks, Sir Dork super. I mean, there's just a lot of accounts that whatever they put out could be in the top five. Most definitely are going to get featured, but it probably could also make the top five. And this, that's just, this is what black series does. One thing that like really stands out to me for some reason, is just like that solid red laser bolt right across the top of the screen or the top of the image. I I like that choice too. I like that. It makes it feel more gritty and realistic. Cause like if you're, if you are a, a wartime photographer, you're on the field, like you can't control like like yeah, what, you're not you're not posing your battle yeah, scenes like you're just like you're you're taking pictures and then what's in frame is in frame and that's kind of what that feels like it makes it feel like more grounded and, and realistic so yeah to me that's either like an orbital strike coming yeah. in you, you know you have the cis up there just dropping bombs on the planet kind of like we saw in tlj with the first order doing it to the resistance or the combat photographer is just in is in the thick of it and that's a blaster bolt going right in front yeah, of their lens. Yeah, I mean, that's there's uh, so many different angles you can look at it. it. Could I mean, it just works so well with what you see in frame. Um, just like really. Yeah, crazy. it's like I don't know. I'm curious. Like, why? I wonder what was the design choice. Like, why? Why? Why was that added? Is is that what is causing the explosion behind them? Is that what the 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 viewer is supposed to think? Either way, I'm I'm with you. It, it you know it, it instantly catches the eye, but it also kind of adds to the scene here. The this this battle, a very clear battle, right in the the thick of the action. Indeed, indeed, excellent shot. All right, so that's at BLK SRS, definitely one of the top dogs out there in the toy photography game. And then last but not least, we have this highly detailed face sculpt, which at this point in time I, I've seen. This account, and we're talking about a galaxy far, 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 not just two, three fars away. So a galaxy far, far, far away. And Nick, I, they have to be doing deep fakes on action wow. figures. Because <laughs> what, what we're looking at here, I think this is just like the Black Series Old Man Han, and then maybe that's the figure arts Book of Boba Fett Boba. Uh, so, you know, the timeline kind of works up. I don't know if Han's hair would yeah, be this saying, gray during might not the be that old Fett timeline. Yeah. But to me, it's just, it's the fucking face yeah. on this figure. And I, I swear, at Galaxy Far, Far Away has mastered a deep fake technique for action figure face sculpt. Yeah, I mean, this is, inc- I mean, like you have incredible amounts of, I mean, like beard stubble. You have like crow's feet around the eyes like you can see it's it's better detail than you'd get on a hot toys yeah. figure and and these are these are 112 scale six I mean, it's figures. wild like just so like it yeah i don't know how he's getting that level of detail into that face but it is just absolutely almost uncanny valley <laughs> like you're getting to that degree of, yeah. of realism it really it, it's wild like i i 
they probably got one of those photo real painter people to who knows I, I don't i don't know what they're doing how they do it but if we go and look at a galaxy far far away's page i i can show you others i mean it's not just han uh, like this Kenobi one here. Check out that that face on Kenobi. That's not what that figure's face looks like. Yeah. It's not. Um, uh, these, uh, the ladies here, the Night Owls and Fennec. Actually, nah, there's some improvements there. It doesn't look like he did much to Ming-Na's yeah. face. But either way, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with this page. See him a lot. He's a good tagger here. But he's, they've got some crazy trick with these faces on figures that is more than just repainting the figure's face or buying someone that, that sculpted a much higher quality face here. Yeah. I mean, it, Oh, this one actually is, as I say that this one says head sculpt by Fett Clones. Well, there you go. <laughs> Who the fuck knows what I'm talking about, but I, I swear there's, there's some sort of kick ass digital face painting going on here. Trickery yeah. going on. But yeah, I mean, that is, I mean, the shot itself is also just well executed and well posed. I mean, having fed in the background out of focus Han walking away, it almost seems like Han is just like, Han knows he's there. It's almost like they were just having a conversation and then Han just like walked away. Just like, whatever, dude, I don't give a fuck. And then right. Boba, yeah, like, I'm not fucking with like this Boba shit. draws down on him. And then like right after this, this shot, like Boba says something to him and then like Han freezes and turns back around. Um, I, I, I do like the whole setup. Yeah, now as, as he's pointing the gun at him, he says, I now rule with respect. And he gives him a yeah. big hug. Right. <laughs> Just like everybody wants, right? Just like that's the solo that's the Boba Fett. You thought I used to rule by fear? And he pulls out his gun. And he goes, now I rule by respect. Come here, big guy. And he gives him a hug. He's like, I missed you, you fucking scoundrel. That's everybody's favorite <laughs> you son Boba of a bitch. Fett, right? That's what people wanted to see in the show. Yeah. That's why they were so upset. Yeah. Bene be benevolent <laughs> Fett. They did not like benevolent uh, Fett. No uh, doubt about it. All right. So there you go. That's at a galaxy far, far, far away. All one word there on the handle. And that does it, Nick, for this week's top five. Sorry to steal it from you, but like I said, I had some time while I was um, shadowing a class this morning, so I got it out there just Don't in worry. case you really I mean, did forget that you were since, on the planet since Earth. Since today is Friday for me, I'll probably put out my top five on, <laughs> let's see, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, so I would put mine out on Friday. So keep keep your eyes peeled. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Keep, everyone keep posted. Nick is rewriting the yeah. calendar for the first time in human history. He doesn't give a fuck. He's like, yeah, once the Senate approved permanent daylight savings time, he said the Senate, in my mind, is yeah. going to approve any day is whatever the fuck day exactly, I say Exactly, right? Is. That's the so next. That, that's where Nick's at <laughs> right now. That's the next logical thing. So. Yeah. If you want Tuesday to be Friday, so be it. That's it's right. Friday. <laughs> Whew. All right, everyone. See, we, we still gave you two hours of content there on a very very light week of star wars topics to cover so hopefully you enjoyed what, what, what you uh what you tuned into because you truly never know what type of hornet's nest you might walk into with the star wars time show at least this week i didn't yell at any fans so that is a bonus i don't have to get off the show and kind of feel bad um all right just don't slap comedians if you don't like what they're saying it is not how you should conduct yourself Okay, Nick, let's put her to bed, buddy. 
So, everyone, you know what time it is. It is time for Star Wars Time. StarWarsTime.net, that is. That's right. If you head on over to StarWarsTime.net, that's where you can find all of our topics or none of our topics if it's a week like this week. But either way, StarWarsTime.net, I'm just going to keep saying it so it sinks into your gray matter. One more time, StarWarsTime.net. Also, if you go to that address and you're not subscribed to any of our platforms, we have some easy links to jump off and do just that. Just click on subscribe to podcasts, subscribe to hell. If you're already subscribed to one, why not subscribe to three more? Pad the numbers. Don't forget about the ratings and reviews. That's even more important than hitting the subscribe button. You can also find the YouTube information, accounts, subscribe buttons, all that is also on StarWarsTime.net. Just scroll around a little bit. You'll find our handy-dandy Star Wars Time on YouTube section. Click that subscribe button, and you are off to the races. If you're watching right now and you like the live stream, leave a comment. If you didn't like the live stream, leave a comment. If you hated the live stream, leave three comments. And then like the video, subscribe, and turn on notifications. We actually have gotten pretty decent at at committing to a regular schedule, so those notifications are key. Make sure you turn them on. Because, my friends, there is always time for Star Wars time, as we proved even today. With just one topic and a shitty comic book recap, we still gave you two hours of banter. It might not have been the most interesting, we tried the new video, the, the new game segment. Hopefully, you enjoyed that. If you didn't hear it, make sure to rewatch earlier in the episode before the fan segment kicked off. Nick challenged me for the first time to a game of The Mandalorian, and due to a technicality, I did not go um, ten for ten. But I'll take eight out of ten on the technicality. So if you like that type of stuff, want to play some games, Star Wars trivia, Star Wars speculations, Star Wars nonsense, yelling at fans, agreeing with fans, hating fans, loving fans, Star Wars Time Show. There's always time for Star Wars Time. StarWarsTime.net, don't forget. And as always, if you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you always. (laughs) 